Warning, the following podcast may contain top-class footballing debate and five lads who are absolutely hilarious. Sitting back, relaxing and cracking open a cold one are all strongly advised because we are 4M, 1T. 40 million for a wall bit. Oh, God. <laughs> are we going to go here again? The greatest theme tune of all time of any football podcast, in fact, of any podcast ever. Everyone, welcome to 4M1T. You might be wondering, why is Krista Collins hosting tonight's show? Because we've got a new format, that's why. So from now on, we're not just coming from, to you, rather, once a week. We're coming to you twice a week. I will be hosting Monday nights from now on. And Danny Hamlet, the usual host, will be doing Wednesday nights. So we will be coming to you live twice a week, which is twice as much for M1T. No one can complain with that. Before we go to the other two beautiful gentlemen in front of me and uh, let them introduce themselves and tell us how their week's been going, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. We are for M1T. Thanks for joining us. If you want to follow us on social, at we are for M1T. And we're also on YouTube. Fancy that. We're live there right now. Search for four months on Toffee. Hit the subscribe button. And every time we go live of a podcast, you'll get a little bing, push notification, and it'll let you know that we are on and ready to go. If you want to get involved tonight, we are live, so drop your comments and your questions below. We'll answer them live on air. And let's cut across to my two co-pilots for this evening. Now, in lockdown, you weren't allowed to go and visit your barber, but we have had our own personal barber, Mr. Dale Barber. Dale, how are you doing, mate? You're okay? Not bad, not bad. (laughs) The highlight of Mondays, obviously, is doing the... Podcast for you, chaps. So yes, oh, double, double, double the, the double delight as uh, going forward. A uh, two lots of uh, four M. Uh, well, say four M. One T. It's two of us. Two M. One T. Today, yeah, yeah. Two manks, one toffee. The other two watching from home or wherever they are. <laughs> and let's get our uh, Mr. Josh Murphy. And now they say Murphy's law is if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Which is why Josh supports Everton. Josh, how you doing, mate? You okay? Sheffield United, easy six points, they said. Easy six points, my ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's not been a great week for United, and it's not been a great week for Everton, but you know who it's definitely not been a great week for now? Tottenham Hotspur, fresh off the press. Harry Kane has told the club, I'm done, I'm out, I want to go. Where's he off to? Man U, hopefully. And that's yeah. coming from me. I just want to see him in your red jersey. I honestly think he's coming to United. I don't know what you think, Dale. I, I honestly 100% think he's going to United, although I have heard that his personal preference is City. Uh, I, yeah, I, think, I do think he'll come United. I know we've just done the uh, Cavani, you know, extended his uh, contract for another year. But, you know, if the, one of the best strikers in Europe is... He's up for grabs. You, you you've got to go all in. You've got to go all in and try and get him at your club. In my eyes, so um, I I think United might pull out all the stops to uh, obviously try and get him to Old Trafford. The question is though, how much is all the stops? Because before, if we live in a COVID-free world, like you're talking silly money. I mean, you're probably pushing two hundred million to get Harry Kane's signature on a piece of paper. But yep. with that in mind, with the market the way it is. 
there's only re- really three clubs in the world, I think, that can afford Harry Kane, which is us, City and Chelsea. And I think the fact that Chelsea is another London rival, I, I don't think Harry Kane would do that to the Spurs fans. So how much is it going to take? What's the bid? I uh, I had this very conversation tonight in the gym with my mate, Steve. He was also a United fan. And um, given the fact that they've just got a fairly, you know, not brand new, but fairly new stadium that they've not been able to fill for 12 months, I was saying in the region of about 130 million. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be more than 100 because we're talking about Levy here. Daniel Levy is, is going to try and squeeze as, as much of this as he possibly can. But like you said, yeah. COVID's hit. They've, they've not had the income that they would have expected over the last 12 months. It's going to knock the price down seriously, big time, I think. It's going to make him a bit more flexible with the negotiations. So I said 130 but you could, you know, you could be talking silly money. It could be 150. I don't know. What, what do you boys think? It's got to be over 100, hasn't it? Without a doubt. I the the word on the street is United are, are ready in a bid for 95, which to me is a, is a test in the water figure. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll get rejected straight away. Yeah, you're dipping, you, well, you're dipping your little pinky toe in the pond, and you're saying like, you know, how, how's your resolve, Daniel? But we know, we know, Daniel Levy's like, he, look what he did to us with Berbatov years and years ago, and that was literally last second, thirty thirty point seven five or something silly that was on the on the farm, which seems like pennies now. But if you put that in today's market, I mean, he, he was probably holding us, you know, over a barrel for like hundred and fifty million for Dimitar Berbatov. So he, Harry Kane is their golden pony. Yeah, and he's <laughs> I don't know. England's captain, isn't he? You know, it's 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 you pay you pay an extra twenty million just for the fact that he wears the armband for England. Mm. Plus, he's their captain, so he's he's a leader, he's a goal scorer, he's going for records, he's a professional, you know, and he's absolutely world class striker. Which you know, mo- money can't hardly buy these days because there's so few of them. It's probably only what about five really, really top strikers in the world at the moment, and some of them are coming to the end, the end of the career, like Cavani, for example. Yeah, is he the best striker in the world, Dale? Oh no, but he's—I he's, don't think he's far off. I think you've got um, obviously Lewandowski at Bayern. I think he's—he's um, he's been sort of there and thereabouts for the last few seasons now, but. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of price for for Kane, I'm probably I'm not, I'm probably not far off your evaluation there, Chris. Ninety five. I mean, I would have said hundred. Um, yeah, like like you said, probably just test the waters, see what you know. What, if we're any, if, if you know, if that's sort of summit, you know, Daniel Levy will accept. But I don't think Levy will matter what club comes in. If Chelsea put a bid in for hundred eighty million, he'll probably say yes. He's not asked. No, he's not. You know, he, 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 he's not for. He, you've seen it. You know, in, in sort of past transfers with Tottenham. I mean, was it Sol Campbell went to 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 Arsenal? You know, Berbatov's come to United. So you know, I don't think the team matters to him who comes in for for the players as long as he can get the no. sort of the money, the right money for them. Um, he'll probably say yes to to sort of any any offer really. But hopefully, you know, Harry Kane. As his eyes sort of set in Old Trafford, and we can obviously sort some out there with him. But um, I just think with the with him coming out saying that again today, 
you've got to, you've got to do everything you can. I think in my eyes to get arguably one, you know, top three strikers in the world at the minute at your club. He's it's the way he's come out of it. He's very matter of fact. I he, he's come out. He said, "I want this is what we know so far." He said, "I want out, uh, and I want it done before the Euros." So I want it sorted. And the Euros kicks off, what, in like, less than a month's time, is it? Is that what he said before the Euros? Yeah, so he wants this done and dusted within the next three weeks. So, I mean, you know the three clubs we talked about, you know they're going to be ready in bids and stuff. The real question is, is, is anyone on the continent having it? So Harry Kane said he wants to stay in the Premier League. That was the other key bit of information. He's yeah. English, England captain. He obviously wants to win the Premier League title. That's That's... You know, numero uno on the priority list. But could could a Real Madrid or a Barcelona or even potentially an outsider like a Bayern could they come along and and offer him something? I personally don't think so. Mm. If you look at other English players that have gone abroad, I don't think it's worked out for them. Um, Michael Owen didn't work out for him at Real Madrid. David Beckham, don't I personally don't. He had a better career at Real Madrid, but I don't think he had a standout career at Real Madrid. He only won one trophy, and that was his final season. And he was, you know, he was part of a squad that they built, sort of individual individuals of, of you know, the Galacticos, that the, some of the best players in the world at the time. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's not going to stand out in that squad for me. He, he, world-class right, right-sided midfielder, winger, whatever you want to call him back in the day, but... There's too, too many world-class players in that team for him to really shine. And I, I think that affected his career over there. And then, obviously, like you've got the likes of Jonathan Woodgate, Steve McManaman, all, all these sort of players. Just not really worked out for them abroad. So, I think for, for an English captain, English professional, world-class striker, going for records, Premier League records on the line as well, if he goes abroad, he's giving that up. He won't, yeah. he won't hit Shearer's record if he goes abroad. And I think that's a massive thing for him. I, I ultimately think that's why he'll stay in the Premier League, because he'll want that. What was the point in scoring all these goals and being touted to, to be maybe the only guy to do it if you're going to just give it up and go abroad? Um, so, yeah. personally, I, I just think he's remaining in England. It's City or United. I don't think he'll look at Chelsea. I, have they got? I've, I know they've got the money, but would they really want to spend that sort of money after spending what they've just spent? on Timo Werner, Havertz, Ziyech. Do you know, I don't think the fans would like that personally. Would he go to like would he go to Chelsea after being at Spurs? No. It's got to be either one of the United uh, Manchester teams. Yeah. I, I don't think I, he loves Spurs. Like you can tell this is probably a really big decision that he's had to make for a long long time. I don't think it's just as simple as oh well, I've not fucking won anything again this this season so I'm out. Like he would have he probably would have been umming and hour over the past 3 weeks, 4 weeks thinking. Do I want to stay here and be a legend? Like, do you know the better example? Everyone always compares him to, to Alan Shearer, but the difference with Alan Shearer was Alan Shearer won a title. He yeah. won a title at Blackburn before he, obviously that's Southampton as well, but he won a title at Blackburn before he went to Newcastle and made his big move. Kane's never won a title. And the other big striker who I thought was, you know, top, top level, who never won a title, stayed at a club his whole career. I always prefer to comparing to Matt Letizia because I thought Matt Letizia was 
an outstanding striker. You, you, anyone who's watching, you go and punch Matt. I know he's weird in real life. I, that's got nothing to do with football ability. Listen, Michael Michael Jackson's a nonce. Made some great tunes, though, didn't he? Like, sometimes you've got to separate the two. And that's an extreme example. Right, so ignore I said that. We'll split that 30 seconds out. But Matt Letizia, you go and punch him into YouTube and watch a Matt Letizia compilation. Honestly, if you've never seen him play before, it, it, it'll rock your world. Mm. And he stayed with Southampton. He was so loyal his entire career. And he could have gone to a bigger team. He could have gone to a United or a Newcastle at the time or someone like that and won trophies and he never did. And I, I think Kane's like that. All he's got to show for his career is, you know, some Carling Cup antics and, and a Champions League runners-up medal. The Premier League and breaking the records is the big one for me. I completely agree with you, Josh. I don't know if you feel the same, Dale. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It, it obviously the closer it gets, the more it's going to, you know, more it's going to keep getting mentioned. You know, what is he? Is it just less than a hundred shy now of 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 Shearer's record? And you know, he's he's another 20, 20 a season. I mean, he's, he's getting twenty a season quite comfortably recently. It's you know, if he stays injury free, you know, but early thirties, he could be. He, he, you know, he's not far off that record. I say if he, he stays fit as well, but obviously, I, I think that's got that's in his mind. Surely, you know, um, being sort of that far down the line and quite close to that record. But um, so yeah, I, I, I think he, he is going to stay in England. I, I think he's also got a young family as well, and I don't know if that would impact. You know, sort of a move abroad. You know, taking a young family, you know, to another country and you know, sort of learning a you know a new language and stuff like that as well. Um, so I think that might have a, a sort of decision, uh, well, an impact on his decision as well. But I, yeah, I can't really see him going outside of England for you know to another club. I think he will stay in England. It's just yeah, which which side of Manchester, in my eyes. But hopefully it's hopefully it's Old Old Trafford. We'll move on in a second to the next topic and we'll, we'll segue nicely. But one team, say it out loud now, who is Harry Kane going to be playing for when the season starts, next Premier League season starts in August? Josh, you first, mate. Manchester United. What are you saying, Dale? United, yeah. Yeah, I'll go a clean sweep. I'm going to say United as well. Speaking of Manchester teams, we'll cross back down to the capital. Chelsea have had a bit of a bad week. They got beaten in the FA Cup final. And then the women were on the verge of a quad. We, we can't talk about that achievement enough. They were on the verge of a quadruple, which is absolutely massive. Like, won the FA Cup, won the Women's Super League, won the League Cup or the equivalent to the League Cup. And then got to Barcelona in Champions League final. They were 1-0 down within 33 seconds, own goal. They were 4-0 down in 36 minutes. The game ended 4-0, but the, the, the damage, they looked better in the second half, but the damage was done. I don't know if any of you watched either game, what, what your thoughts are. I did, I've seen the highlights of the women's final. Watched them this morning on the train to work. Uh, heard about the early goal and, and heard about the flurry of goals that went in straight after that, pretty much. Just felt really bad for them because we know that they're much better than that. They're not. There's not four goals difference between Barcelona ladies and Chelsea ladies. That's, I mean, the success this year speaks volumes, doesn't it? So they've just been, unfortunately, it's just on the day. It's not worked out for them, has it? And I think conceding, for any team, conceding an early goal within a minute is going to just completely knock the, you know, the stuffing out of you. So 
it's, yeah. it's not good. It's not good for them, unfortunately. But they'll bounce back. I'm sure that that for, for them, professional women, they'll they'll take that on the chin and they'll be like, "Fine, back to the drawing board. Let's let's do it next year." What do you see? What do you reckon, Dad? Do you see any of the games? Um, I'd, I'd say me, Josh. I've caught obviously some of the highlights of, of the women's game. Um, I mean, ridiculous what they were going for. You know, a quadruple. I mean, that's. It's, it's unheard of anyway, but you know, some some feat to, to obviously get into a to a game, a final game, and and still being a chance of achieving that. Um, but yeah, I mean the the early goal they conceded, you know, there's obviously not an, not an ideal start to the game, but um, you know, you can't. It's difficult. Uh, it's a difficult one. I mean, did the occasion sort of get to them as well? You don't know. It's a it, big game like that. You know, um, sort of Champions League final, but will they learn from it? No doubt. Yeah. Will they come? Will it? Will you know? Will they come again next season? I'm sure they will. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably a, sort of a, a learning experience there. Um, but uh, yeah, as, as well, I, I can't I didn't catch the game either. I've got lights on that. Yeah. I mean. It's, it's fine, all that in my eyes, you know, trying, you know, well, ridiculous. Um, but fair play to, to Leicester, obviously, they've the first time they've won that. Um, you know, they've 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 been doing quite well recently, last couple of seasons, and they've they have probably earned the you know, the right not this, you know, to be in a final, but to to lift some sort of silverware recently. They have been they have been good, you know, Brendan Rodgers has been you know, he has sort of turned that team around and. You know they have they have been playing some great football the last few seasons, so you know it's uh, well deserved in my eyes for Leicester. Yeah, we're we're focusing on Chelsea, aren't we? Because obviously the, the, the men's team and the women's team have had a bad week, but oh, the, the scenes. Well, when when the chairman came onto the pitch, yeah, he got dragged onto the pitch and he's like lifting the trophy and he's hugging all the Leicester players and stuff. Like that is what football is all about. Mm-hmm. Like, that was. That was a romance of the cup for me. Like we were all saying, how many messages were we sending in the group? Like, oh fucking hell, lads, I'm going to break down in tears here and stuff. Like that is, that is football. That that's how much it means. And I was so happy for Leicester because Leicester, I think Leicester are like everyone's second team, aren't they? Because the incredible thing that he did with winning the Premier League five years ago, and then to defy the odds again this season, and they didn't do it the easy way either. Like they had a hell of a cup run this season they didn't have easy games and even when they were playing teams from like the lower divisions I think you had to go away to Stoke because that's not an easy game like it's, it's written into English folklore that an away trip to Stoke is not an easy game ever no matter who you are like Brentford who are obviously you know in the in the playoff you know semi-finals tonight they're, they're within touching distance to get into the Premier League if they can navigate the second leg against Bournemouth who knows after tonight they, they did it the hard way I was really really pleased Foster but I think it helped them that Chelsea were so poor. Yeah. Uh, Schmeichel also helped. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, had a fucking world Unbelievable saves from that lad. Mate, that save from Mason Mount, I was oh. like, oh, 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 how the fuck's he kept that? It was the fact that he got down to save it, but is that the strongest hand you've ever seen in your life? That's, I mean... That save just that was the game there. If if that goes in, the momentum's with Chelsea. Extra time, maybe they might nick it. 
I mean, it, it went, and then they obviously went on to have a goal disallowed after that. So obviously the momentum was all in Chelsea's favour by that point. But that save was just unbelievable. Like top class, top class, cup, yeah. cup winning save that. I know the goal was good, but I personally, I appreciate that save even more. What what do you think of that? Because there's been a lot of people talking today about Tuchel and he got his he got his team selection wrong. Like so, there's there's been two players who I heard get criticised a lot today. One was Alonso, which yeah, I didn't all right. I didn't think Alonso had a great game. I didn't think he had a great game at all. I didn't think any of the Chelsea team had a great game. If you're going to pick out key performers, Chilwell was all right. He was probably their best player. He, he just looked like he was. Putting it, he was being industrious down that side, and if anything was going to happen all game, it was going to come from him. But the other one who got a lot of stick was Kepper, and I don't understand that. So everyone was like, "Oh, you know, they made the wrong choice in, in picking Kepper." You fucking hang on. Did, did you see Tielemans goal? Does <laughs> not does not a keep right. Just a task for anyone who's watching the podcast tonight, or I'll put this clip and I'll put it on YouTube afterwards, and anyone who's watching, you'll hear this. What I'm about to say now. If you know a keeper ever across the history of the game who could save that Yuri Tielemans shot, you fucking inbox me and tell me because he doesn't exist. There's yeah. no keeper on this planet who was saving that shot. It was unreal. He couldn't have hit that any sweeter. It was just a goal to win any game. That was a World Cup final winning goal. Never mind an FA Cup final. So why are we? Why why go hard on Kepper again? I didn't think he actually did anything wrong yesterday. I mean, you shouldn't really... I, I take it with a pinch of salt anyway, but I have seen people saying, if that had been Mendy, he'd have got a fingertip to that. Fucking bollocks! There's no fucking way! I know, I know, I know. There, there, there isn't a goalkeeper, past or present, that would have got to that. Not even of the best. We're talking Casillas, Oliver Kahn... Buffon, you know, none of them would have got to that. It was literally on a postage stamp in the in the corner, pretty much. It couldn't if it, you know, and you know what? He was so blasé about it as well when he celebrated it. He was just like, and then when they got asked about it after full time, he was like, "Yeah, it was good, wasn't it?" <laughs> just got an absolute. <laughs> I, would have been, I would have been shorts down, dick out, ten game ban, and I'll take it. Like that that is the sort of goal. It was so weird because he like he hit it and it was almost like he knuckled it because it was driven, but it floated at the same time at hang time. Like it seemed to take does it make sense that it seemed to take an age to hit the back of the net, but it looked like it was rifled at the same time. It was such an odd shot. I think he was stretching for it slightly as well. I think the ball had run away a bit too maybe a bit further than he would have liked. But it worked out perfectly for him with the strike because it, it looked like he was stretching. It was fucking incredible. It's such a good goal. I've, I must have watched it about 40 times. I love it. Uh, Josh has probably done a few of them on Sunday League, haven't you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> not, not this weekend, mate. Not this weekend. I won't even, won't even tell you how we did this weekend. It was not good. Yeah, for everyone listening, Josh messages the group. Yes, there was it yesterday morning. And he comes and he goes, lads, we lost 13 nil, but I had a good game. <laughs> I did. I was solid. I was solid. But for any of our listeners, I play left back and the right winger was in my pocket. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I scored an own goal and give away a penalty. So make of that what you will. 
still 11 nil without that. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be there to uh, give away the penalties. <laughs> Did you know it was 6 nil <laughs> at that point, and I was just going for it. <laughs> you might as well. Do you know what I read as well? That um, Jamie Vardy has he played that final, has played every round of the FA Cup through his career. That's my bear, bear in mind the first, two. you know, like the like the, the preliminary rounds starting like August. Qualifiers and that. Qualifiers <laughs> when he's playing non-league right up to the to the actual final on Sunday. He's played in every round, I believe. That's okay, now. That is that that was some mad start at all. Yeah. Where'd you find that, lad? you got some, like, stat oh. page that you follow. <laughs> That's class. Google all was, sorts, honestly. <laughs> who would that have been for, then? Like, Fleetwood, or did he play for a lower yeah. league? Like, even lower than I that? Think went, I think he was lower than that as well at times. But... Yeah, he was, like, right down the, mm. the divisions and stuff when he was younger. Then, obviously, Leicester took the chance on him. And How much did Leicester get him for a million? A million, yeah, from Fleetwood. I think they were they were in the conference at the time, I think. You know, Leicester coming in for a million to a team That's in the conference is just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, for a player, you know, you know the money the Fleetwood would have got. You know, what they would have done with that money as well. Um, and then, well, you, sort of uh, the rest is history, isn't it? With Hardy and Leicester, it's it's been uh, Fleet, Fleetwood aren't a bad outfit these days. I think they've bumped up a couple no. of weeks, haven't they? That's probably off the back of the Vardy money. I tell you what, question to any of our <laughs> listeners. Who was it that found Jamie Vardy from Fleetwood? Which scout found that? And don't tell me it was Steve Walsh because he was shite for Everton. So it was not him. It couldn't have been. The well, one that found Mahrez in Cantley. Yeah, speaking of listeners, we've had a, a couple of uh, comments on some listeners. We'll get them up on page now. Yes, as Lanzano, I mean, B's 1-0 down after the first leg, but still all to play for on Saturday. Not even touched upon the, the playoffs, really, but... It could have been a lot worse. Going away to the Vitality Stadium, it could have been a lot worse for Brentford. That that's they I was I was, was a bit surprised with that, to be honest. Um, I think the two. I mean, I don't past performances don't predict, don't predict the future, but they won both league meetings this season. I believe Brentford. They finished, you know, ten points clear yeah. of Bournemouth as well in the league. It was um, yeah, I was a bit surprised with that one, but they're still in it. It's only one nil. Yeah, they're still right. in the side. So. A massive game on Saturday, then, isn't it? Really yeah. is set up. Yeah. Danny Hamlet, 100 million, and Jesse Lingard gets his cane, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Jesse's not going to get back into the United team, I think, as, as good as he's been this season for West Ham. I just think the time's gone. It's been and gone for him now. Yeah. I don't know how you think- feel about that. I think even he knows now his future is away from Old Trafford. Yeah, his future's away from Old Trafford. He's, he's had a brilliant season for West Ham. But I think touched upon it you know, about a month ago on one of these podcasts. I wouldn't have him in my England squad, despite how class he's been this year. I just think it's been and gone for him now. Yeah. And, can't, you know, I, I still doubt whether he can repeat it. Because, he, you know, unless West Ham come in and buy him and he just slots in nicely and carries on that form, I just yeah. don't know what the future holds for Jesse Lingard now. But I don't think no. he'll be at United. I'm happy for him. He's he's been flourishing elsewhere. So whatever's good for him, you know, he's good for him. He's got he's got to do him at the end of the day. It's the same with Kane. I'm looping back to Kane. Kane's staying. He's on a three year deal. United are incompetent. Can't even argue with that, mate. Chelsea a direct rival. No, City don't spend more than sixty million. So he reckons he's staying at Spurs. Could be. We've not even discussed that as a possibility, but 
Do do City break the sixty million cap though if they lose an Aguero? Do you know what I mean? Like we've spoken about it. Jesus doesn't fill that void. They're gonna have to spend some money. They showed yeah. that they're not shy of spending money when they spent like two hundred million on defenders. So yeah, definitely, I completely and utterly agree with you. Speaking of defenders, uh, the Premier League club that's had absolutely no centre backs this season could still make the top four. Has Allison? saved Liverpool's season. He scored an absolute screamer of a header against West Brom. And maybe let's not focus on the fact that West Brom probably should and could have won the game. I Let's call a spade a spade. We all hate Liverpool. We're not going to pretend like we don't. We're, we're four United fans and an, and an Evertonian. Like, of course we hate Liverpool. And if they got relegated tomorrow and the club folded, I'd be out celebrating the streets. But that Allison, that Allison interview, you know, I, I'm never happy when a Liverpool player scores. But the Allison interview afterwards, that was that was that was really touching. That and it was just yeah. honest and it was heartfelt and it was raw. And he's had he must have had a, a right shit show of a time in the past few months. So for him to score that goal and to see what it meant to him and everything, you know what? As a United fan, I can honestly say. I'm buzzing for him. I hope that's gone a long way to helping him deal with the the tough times that he's had this season on a personal level. Yeah. You know what? Doesn't it just show if a Liverpool player or somebody who represents Liverpool Football Club just show like comes out and just shows a bit of honesty rather than being a dickhead for once, people will side with him. He showed a bit of honesty. He showed emotion. How much it really meant to him, and I can't imagine that there's any fans for any clubs really. Even Evertonians, the bitterest of Evertonians, watching that probably didn't think fair play, mate. Buzzing for you, mm. made up for you because you deserve that as a as a minimum. You deserve that after what you've been through. I made up for him, like you said, Collins. Couldn't say it any better, mate. Mm. Fantastic goal. It yeah, it got them the three points. It might have got them fourth spot. As an Evertonian, I'm just buzzing they've not rewon the title. So take your fourth spot. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a parting shot in there somewhere. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel that they are like? They, we forget sometimes, don't we? That it, they are people. They're just like us. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, the humans playing football. And sometimes when they show that side, we we kind of like find ourselves again and think like, oh, actually. He's, he's just a lad just like you know any of us mm. and he's been through some right shit this season so for him to get that you know it hopefully it helps him sort of exercise some demons that he's probably built up over the last couple of months mm. no you're right you you kind of forget you know they, they are they are humans like you know they're like us us lads you know and he's obviously had a rough rough few months um and you know, like it's like saying it was the, the raw sort of emotion, you know, at the interview there at the end, and you know, just sort of everything sort of coming out as there and then, you know, that kind of I think that's what sort of touched sort of everyone, you know, got to everyone yeah. in the interview at the end. Um, like I say, it's just it's just all sort of come out at the end there. Um, and like I say, it was uh, obviously a brilliant for him to sort of to get. Get the winner for them, um, and you know, obviously, dedicate that one to, to obviously his dad and that. Um, 
But uh, like I say, you, you, you know, at times you, you forget they are, they are sort of humans like everyone else. They do, you know, they do obviously suffer and have the emotions as well. And I say you don't, you don't really sort of see those interviews. They're sort of few and far between. Um, and that was that was like a real sort of, you know, proper emotional, you know, heartfelt sort of interview there. And it was, um, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a, a rough couple of months for him. Um, so yeah, it was it was good for him to, to obviously let that out and obviously celebrate with the team and bagging the winner, ninety fifth minute winner as well for him. What an amazing header um, as well. Yeah, like. Unbelievable! If that had been a if that had been a Harry Kane goal, you'd have been like top head of that, mate. Well, I mean, you, I know you're expecting goals like that from Harry Kane, but not certainly not from a goalkeeper. Yeah, I tell you what, though, right? Can we just to get back to the game a little bit and the context of the game, right? A goalkeeper comes in now. How tall is Allison? Do you reckon like six three, six four, something like yeah. that? Yeah, he's, he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah, a, a big massive guy's coming up for a corner. Hey, West Brom, I'm going to need you to put someone on him to mark him. I'm going to need you to put a defender on him to mark him. Don't let him just float around in the box, yeah? Waving his arms, all right? Just, all on my own. I'm going to need you to man-mark him, yeah? Even a touch of zonal. Let's kick it back to the 90s. Bit of zonal marking. That'll do. But just something, yeah, to stop him from scoring that header. Because it was completely and utterly avoidable. What are we doing? It's <laughs> 1-1, one, one, the 95th minute. What are we doing? The, the defending was atrocious. And I'm not taking away from the goal. It was outstanding. But they, they grabbed defeat from the jaws of victory. They should have won the game, West Brom. They should have won the game. It's, it's a wonder. Me and you, Josh, were, were talking about it before the podcast. And I'll let you talk about it a bit, actually, because you made the better points. It, it's surprising to see what's happened to West Brom this season with some of the football that they play. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I predicted that West Brom would cause, despite already being down, I thought, because they've got nothing to play for, you know, just go out there, play, enjoy your football. And West Brom have been one of those teams, uh, so, certainly the second half of the season, where they can cause an upset. Um, you know, they've got they've got some really good results. They've unfortunately probably lost a couple of games where they deserved a bit more. I think they've got some decent players there. And unfortunately, I think they'll probably lose them now that they're going down. Um, but... I was expecting them to cause an upset this weekend, and when they went one 0 up, I, I thought, you know, that's that's backing me up there. The, even if it's a draw, yeah. that's an upset because it it causes that fourth spot battle to still, you know, um, being in, up for grabs really amongst maybe three, three, yeah, about three teams now, isn't it for fourth spot? Um, I certainly wasn't expecting. I watched it. I, I wasn't expecting Liverpool to take the three points. They brought on Shakiri. Had nothing to to add, really. Unfortunately, no. I think I think he's one that Liverpool might need to get rid of now. I think he's had his day at Liverpool Football Club. I know he's a good squad player for most teams, but for Liverpool, they've not had the best season. They need to be looking at strengthening and and not having players that are just squad players. Do you know what I mean? So, I think they probably need to get rid of him. Um, but I digress. Yeah, West Brom. I, I, they were unlucky, really. They had that goal choked off. I'm still not quite sure whether it was offside because, you, you know, you could say, oh, well, obstructing the goalkeeper's view. But like you said, Alisson's a big, tall lad. And judging by the videos that I saw and the camera angles I saw, you could definitely see over the player. Um, 
there's a quite clear view over his head. So I don't I think they were unlucky to have that one taken off them. It should have been a draw, really, but fair play. Fair play. Yeah. Good three points for them. I like to play devil's advocate, like, because I didn't think it was offside either. But when we played you last season and you had that goal shorted off, and you <laughs> it was it, it was it was it, it was laying in front of the Deheya. And yeah. straight away, I was up going, fucking offside, ref, <laughs> fucking hell. It's obstructing the fucking goalkeeper. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Was it offside, Dale? I was fuming, though, wasn't I? Sorry, Dale. Yeah. I, was, I was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I was raging. I remember you coming into the group at the time. I come on a massive rant saying, well, it was this. I mean, the laws of the game and all the rest of it, you just come in with a message like, chank, fucking shit, man. It's fucking outside. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I'm sure you were all just winding me up as well, getting me on the nibble, casting the rod. Oh, mate. Uh, was it offside, Dale? Well, in my eyes, no. There's a yeah. load of bollocks out. Um... <laughs> How many how many times have we mentioned VAR offside this season? I've had, I've had enough. It went, for me, no. Move on. Let's go. <laughs> you know, you know how they, you know how they draw the red line and, and, and they dot it up and they say how many millimetres offside they are and everything. Surely they can draw a line uh, directing like a beeline from his eyes towards the ball so you can see if he's got a clear sight. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I sound I mean, bitter. I sound bitter. You've got to you've got to look at Liverpool's fixtures now. They've got Burnley away next and Palace at home. You know, to yeah. get to the top four, and you look at Chelsea's next two: Leicester at home, Villa away. They're not that you know. That's not exactly a very pretty two fixtures there. And then Leicester just above them, obviously Chelsea, and then Tottenham. So you you. You'd see Liverpool with these, you know, arguably the, the easier the, the fixtures there. Um, and you'd, you'd look at the Leicester and Chelsea fixtures. I mean, obviously they're playing, they're playing each other. Um, obviously Leicester got Tottenham last game of the season and Chelsea got Villa away. That's a tasty one, that. Yeah. That is a tasty one. That. And Villa away for Chelsea. Right. Mm. There you go. Jay Legend. We've always liked you, Jay Legend. Even if he's not obstructing the view, directly the keeper's decision-making is effective with a player right in front of him who's in an offside position. 100% off, in my opinion. That's what Dale should have said, but what Dale actually said was, ah, it's fucking bollocks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Jay Legend has probably got... He's, he's got a valid argument there, and that is the argument, isn't it? At the end of the day, the decision's been yeah. given. He's offside. We can't change that. So that's that. <laughs> Move on. They've got the three points. Allison scored a belter. Mm-hmm. And you'd think Liverpool will get fourth spot now. Fair play to them. Still, yeah, it's, it's just still a disappointing season, though, isn't it? It's, the thing is, yeah, it's we, we've seen it across the season and we've seen it across all the top leagues. Like, I mean, look at La Liga, for instance. Look at everything that's happening there at the moment, where Barcelona are on the verge of getting invited back in and then Suarez scores a last-minute goal. Oh. And it's now in Atletico's hands. You think it's simple and you think it's as simple as, well, Burnley can't buy a win at home at the moment, so Liverpool are going to go there and pace them. And then Liverpool went away to Palace early in the season, smashed them 7-0, so they're obviously going to beat them at Anfield. But the way the season's going, Liverpool will drop points there. Chelsea and Leicester will draw each other, but then they'll go and win their last games. And they'll secure top four. Like You just don't know what's going to happen. It's been no. mad all season. It has. It has. It's, it's not easy to predict a winner on the Akers. I can definitely vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I, touching upon uh, Burnley as well, um, I have to say, the result at the weekend, fair play to Leeds. They got level. Do you know what? As well, that I thought that flattered Leeds. They, they were good for it in the end. But I watched the game the first half, and the first 10 minutes, Burnley were all over him. Leeds just were just not at the races at all. And then just before Leeds scored the first, they were all over him again. Leeds got a little bit into the first half, and it ended up being like a you know bit of a tip for tap first half. But they just not clinical. There's no there's no clinical finisher there. And I know we talk about Chris Wood, like oh, would he do better at a top team and stuff? He's not clinical enough. And I don't know whether that's him or whether that's the players that they've got around him at Burnley. They, they need they need more in that squad. And I know they've got owners coming in and, and money is possibly there and everything, but who wants to go and play for Burnley? No disrespect to Burnley fans, but it's not just a club. It's it's the project and the players that they've got there. And it's the lifestyle. Like No one wants to come to England and live in Burnley. They want to live in London. They want to live in London. It just is what it is. Imagine so, if what, um, imagine if Deitch got approached by Tottenham. Imagine that. I don't know why it's happening. It seems nobody's even mentioned it. I just thought about it then, but he'd probably do a job there, you know. I think even he would. Even what he's done at Burnley. But do you not do you not agree, Dale? Do you think he's just know. a Burnley man and that's that? Do you know when there's just certain managers just fit certain clubs? Yeah, you know, it does that. It, 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 I remember um, Eddie Howe, for example. I think he had that spell at Bournemouth where I think he got them to the to the championship originally, and then I think he I think he left and he, and he he went to Burnley, and I think they were in the championship at the time, and he just couldn't repeat it. They, I think they had a poor season. I think it, I, I don't know if he left or he got sacked. But then went back to Bournemouth and got them to the Premier League and did rather well with them. Um, I just think, yeah, so Sean Dice, just, he just seems, uh, if he were to leave Burnley, I just don't know if he could repeat that elsewhere. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I just think Burnley's his club. I think he's just, just got a, he's just got a way of, of playing. He, you know, he does that 4-4-2. You know, everyone knows the yeah. job. Yeah. Like, inside out, you know, it's pretty much the same eleven all every week. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just he's doing a job. I mean, he's keeping him in the league. He's he's doing a job there. I mean, I'll be you know the last couple of seasons haven't been great, but you know they they're not really so, uh... they've not really been troubled really by relegation sort of at any point. Um, I mean, he was in Europe a couple of seasons ago. You know, I don't. Crazy. Can I forget about? Yeah, I don't know if he's just they've just had a bit of a knock-on effect from that that sort of campaign. Um, but you're right, they probably do need a few few more players or more sort of quality. Um, sort of make, I don't know, maybe striker, but defensively, I, I think they've had a bit of a poor season this season. Um, me and uh, Tarkovsky uh, at the back, have, they've been great, but I don't. I think they were better last season, um, but. He's doing a job there. He's you know, the amazingly, amazingly, though, me and Tarkovsky did a right number on Bamford at the weekend. They kept him very quiet. And in the end, Bielsa had to take him off. Mm-hmm. But he was just getting no change out of them at all. Sean Dyche, he's a spicy Bolton Wanderer Sam Allardyce, isn't he? 
Do you remember Sam Allardyce and Bolton Wanderers? It, that he was all that one, and and he used to just pluck these players out, and I like JJ Kocher or Yori Jokai effort is coming. Even Campo, you uh, just get these players in, and it, they've got the problem that Burnley have got is that they need investment because it slipped under the radar because of the age of Palace's squad, but I think they've got the second oldest squad in the Premier League. I think I'm right in saying that. And they've only Burnley. got... Yeah, Burnley. And I think they've yeah. only got a couple yeah. of players, young players, there at the moment. They need more youth in that team. They're not bad young players. I mean, look at Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil's a superstar in the making. He's a top Pope, player, McNeil. Pope's quite young, isn't he? He... I'm not sure, you know, I think he might be mid-20s now. I'll have a look at that. But I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. I think they have got the second oldest team in the Premier League, which is a concern. 29. No, is he 29? Yeah. 29? No way. I thought he was like 24. It's middle-aged wow. for a keeper, that, isn't it? Keepers yeah. can go so. They can, but ideally you would want, you know, if, if you're talking an England goalkeeper, you'd want them to be as good as he is, but maybe five years younger or something. I tell you what, though, Dale. Like you say, no to Dyche at Spurs, but he's he's a fucking better option than Scott Parker. I am not having this fucking Scott Parker shit just because Scott Parker is is young and good looking and wears nice clothes. Apparently, he should be Spurs manager. I've heard Spurs fans calling the radio. Oh, you know, he just seems like he suits the Tottenham vibe. The Tottenham vibe. What the fuck is that? What, what is that? <laughs> winning, winning, fuck all. Is that the yeah. Tottenham fact? Yeah. If, if that's what you want, yeah, fair enough. What, what, what has Scott, right, no disrespect to Scotty Parker. I don't think he's a bad manager, but he's he's took Fulham up and then he's got fucking relegated again. He's not done anything. No, I, I rate him. I, I think he's got a nice little project there at Fulham and I, I, I would fancy them to be favourites, if not you know, one of the top three favourites to bounce back up. I do think they'll come straight back up as well if they can keep hold of the certain players. Um, I like, I do, I've seen some of the performances this year and I think that they deserved more once again, like West Brom. But, you know, somebody's got to go down, haven't they? Um, yeah, I rate Scott Parker. I like the fact that he's English. I liked him as a player as well. Um, but yeah, no, he's not, he's, he's, he's not, he's not good enough for Tottenham. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Tottenham are world beaters by all means. They're not, they've not won anything, but, they deserve a better manager than Scott Parker. But I mean, is, is, is will Fulham his first job? Scott Parker. I think so. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's been anywhere else, has he? You know, give him give him a few more years, maybe. You know, get him. You know, if he got a bit more sort of um, experience. You know, if he if you know if he stays at Fulham, if they can get him promoted again into the Premier League, and you might you know the right signings. Then you know if you can keep him in the Premier League next time, or if they get there. But um, but yeah, I think if he if he has a few more sort of years under his belt, um, maybe he might get a bigger job. But I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think right now is is the right time. Um, I feel like but, he, was he an assistant somewhere before he went to manage Fulham, like at Chelsea or something like that. I feel like he's he's done something. He was before. um he was at Spurs, he was on the under eighteen. Yeah. Team. That that might be it. I knew that he had some other job managing like a you know, like a reserves or an under twenty threes or something like that. Yeah. He's um speaking of teams that Fulham have beaten the season, um I believe they beat Everton the season, didn't they, mate? Yeah. Who hasn't? 
Let's not go into it. <laughs> Let's talk about Everton. Last topic before we get on to Dickhead of the Week to round off. What are Everton? Everton lose at home again. We've got to talk about it, mate, because this is it's a real problem. I, I don't understand it. And I'm not just blaming you. Like Burnley, we're just talking about Burnley. They've been awful at home this season. I think they, they've not won at nine now home games in a row. United, we've dropped so many points at home this season, but Everton just seems to be fucking awful at Goodison, which is a place where you would typically pick up most of your points. Yeah. So what is it? As an Everton, it's a toffee, in your opinion, what is it? Is it as simple as just saying it's because the fans aren't there or is something else going on? I honestly can't put my finger on it, mate. I can't. I wish I could. I don't know what's going on because, like you said, I've grown up with Everton being like Goodison was was a fortress. People come to Goodison and they knew that they weren't coming away with three points easy. And you listen to ex-professionals. Gary Neville said that he used to hate coming to Goodison Park. Um, you know, ex-United players, best team in in the country and in the world for a long period of our youth, um, didn't have an easy day coming to Goodison Park. But these days, apparently, it's an easy three points, even for teams that are relegated. You know, it's I, I spent. I don't. I don't watch too many football matches in full these days. I tend to save my, you know, my time for Everton games. I wish I'd have yeah. not wasted my time watching that yesterday. It, it was. I'm glad that we weren't playing for something. I'd already written off fourth spot for us. I knew we weren't getting it. I know you could say, oh well, we're playing for Europa League football still. There's a chance for that. I don't think we deserve it. Not at all. The amount of points we've dropped at home, we are not ready to play on a European front. I'm quite happy for us to finish, you know, below expectations now and just focus on building a better team and getting rid of some, you know, there are some crap players in our team that do not make that starting 11, but seem to be playing week in, week out. And it's frustrating really frustrating I don't I want to go yeah you, you know what mate I, I used to love him i just think unfortunately i think that injury is just mm. he's not the same player he is not the same player anymore i don't he's, he doesn't make my team unfortunately but he's, he's one of many he really is I, yeah gomez has got to go i think awobi's got awobi's had some bright spots this season but he's got to go um, if, if you're looking at raising funds, get rid of Moise Keane. I mean, I know he's been on loan all season, but he's done relatively well, you know, on yeah. loan this season. He's had some good performances. He's scored quite a few goals. So you probably get 20, 30 million for him. Yeah. Just quite think, a few players that you could get rid of to raise the funds now. Yeah, I think uh, PSG are, are interested. They're talking about 25, 30 million price tag on him. I think we'll probably want to try and recuperate our money. So if we can get 30 probably done all right there considering when you look at his performances for us he's been dreadful so we do well to get our money back yeah really poor for Everton um he's just one of those players that obviously he's a young lad he's got the opportunity to come and play in the best league in the world arguably I think it is and um and he's taken that opportunity and it's not it's not for him. He obviously doesn't like England. He doesn't like Liverpool. He doesn't like playing for Everton. It's it's not always going to click, is it? And for him, it's not. But going over to Paris has. So if Paris come in for him, I've heard Juventus are interested in signing back. Great. If we can make the money back. Yeah. Um, 
but like you said, one of many, it will be for me. Yeah, one good game at right back all season. <laughs> that was it. And that was against Fulham. The, the one for me, do you know who's disappointed me again this season, uh, despite having some really, really good games? And I know it's not all about stat padding and scoring goals and assists and stuff. And I'll come to you and see what your opinion is on this, table. I'm actually really disappointed in Rich Allison. I just don't think he's produced enough again this season. And when, when, when you've got a team like Everton, who, let's face it, you have been heavily reliant on Dominic Calvert-Lewin for the goals this season. Easy talisman. And there's nothing wrong in that. There's a, there's a lot of teams in the Premier League that are reliant on one or two players. United, certainly. I mean, look at us with, with Bruno for, for long parts of the season. But Richarlison, just in the times where they really needed him, he's just not stepped up. And, and his performances, as, as good and industrious as they are sometimes, I just don't think there's enough end result to him, even though the potential's there. It's really frustrating. I'm not saying he's a lost cause, but... Like, what's your opinion on Richarlison, Dale? Do you think he's contributing enough? And what do you think Everton needs to do in the transfer market this summer to, to get up to top six level? Uh, well, I'm just looking at Richarlison this season. He's got six league goals. He had 13 the last two seasons. So, obviously, he's down, he's, he's down in sort of that department, but... It's not. It's, it's like I say. It's not even just the goals. It's some of the performances as well. As as well. And for fifty million, was it fifty million, Josh? You got him for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For fifty million, you'd be looking at saying, you, you know, you're expecting more. You're demanding more for a player of that price tag. Um, so yeah, he, he's still twenty four. You know, there's still he's still some years there. He could he could turn it around, but. If, if, if he were to stay this season, I think next season might be a defining one for him. If he doesn't step up, I think he'd be gone after that. Um, but yeah, he's, he has been, for me, he has been disappointing. But in terms of, I'm looking at your bench that you had on sort of yesterday. Bernard, I'd get rid of him. Yeah. Tom Davis, get rid of him. Yeah. Um, Delph. Gomez. Oh fucking hell! Get rid of him. Gomez, he will be. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd even argue Sigurdsson. I'd get him. I'd get rid of him as well. You know, I just, I just don't think they're up to scratch. Or you know, they're just. I mean, some of the price tags for them as well that they've paid yeah. recently. That, um, I think that's one of the more depressing things yeah. as an Evertonian. The price tags of these players astronomical. And it like will say, be. Forty million for a wall bit. Oh, are we going to go here again? Is no, this where no, we're going to go? No, we're not going to go down there. But you know, it's, it it's, will be. It's fucking toss, mate. It's toss. <laughs> but you know, Ancelotti's probably got a bit of a, a quite a, quite a big sort of rebuild job there in my eyes. I mean, starting eleven wise, you could you know, it's it's. Coleman, maybe you know, is, is he sort of coming sort of towards the end? Oh yeah, this sort of Cole, time. Coleman's done for me now. Uh, you know, and then Rodriguez. I mean, he started brightly. He's just sort of tailed off. I know he's had a few injuries as well, sort of mid end of the season. So he sort of tailed off a little bit. But Decore and Allen in the centre mid, when they're on it, they're on it. Yeah. Especially Allen. He's. I think he's. A, he, I think he's been a fantastic signing he's when he's a great player. 
Godfrey is, you know, he's he's played all across the back there. He's, you've got a player in him. You know, yeah. Keane seems to have done well quite, you know, you know, this season. Dinier at left back, well, you know what you're going to get from him. I will, I will discuss Pickford, but you know, um, <laughs> you got you, you got some what? players there in in the eleven. There, you, you know, you've got plenty to work with. It's you're just kind of lacking a bit on the sort of the bench or squad players. I say some of the prices are just for some of them. Are, you know, on the returns you've been getting recently, he's, I think he's he's got a bit of a sort of a job on his hands to offload some of them and and get some sort of young sort of quality coming through. Yeah, I'll try and get him in. Anyway, I mean, but I, I know I touched upon it earlier. I, I think there's a couple of players that I would quite happily raid from West Brom. I really would. That, oh Sam, yeah, Sam oh, Johnston. I'd, yeah, I'd get him straight away. Like Pereira, mate. Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. We need a right winger. We need a right winger. Just put him in there. Just get him on that right right side. He'd do a job cutting in. No bother. <laughs> I'd, I'd take yeah, that over a world. Oh mate, yeah, it's. Is, have they signed him on loan, though? I think so. I think he's on loan, isn't he? That's the only issue. But uh, he's shown in the Premier League that he can do it. So I think there'll be teams that will be looking at him on, on a full-time deal. Um, but yeah, for me, goalkeeper, definitely. I'd take that Sam Johnston all day, mate. I think he's a brilliant goalkeeper. I really do. World-class on his day. He's, he's like a brick wall. And, and as, an, as a United fan, obviously he came from you, didn't he, initially? You must be looking back. I know you've got class goalkeepers. I know that, but you must be thinking he'd have done a job for us as well if he'd have stayed on. Look at that save he made against Maguire last minute against them. Fucking swat! He'll never make a better save than that in his whole entire career. The dickhead. But United United players love to come back and do us like that. Look yeah. Johnny Evans in the FA Cup recently. Leicester absolutely impenetrable. Right, I mean, you know when Johnny Evans left Man United, we thought he was done. But what a player he is! It just goes yeah. to show you the quality, the quality you have at some of these clubs sometimes, and the competition for places. We were talking about Jesse Lingard at the start of the podcast. He goes to West Ham and he revolutionises that side. And West Ham have been great all season. Don't get me wrong, but Jesse Lingard is the big catalyst for them getting Europa League. There's no doubt about it. it it'd be interesting to see what happens at Everton this summer. It, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting transfer window for a lot of teams, but. Everton particularly, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Carlo does. Carlo's the X-Factor, so we'll see what you can bring in. Lads, I think it's time for our last segment of the podcast. Everyone's favourite segment of any podcast ever. It's time for Dickhead of the Week. Roll the video. Yes, cat, it's coming. <laughs> it's just not blame. <laughs> Technical issues. Technical issues. We'll get it going. <laughs> um, folks, we're, we're the dickheads of the week right now. <laughs> you know what? Under 18s, yeah. We're furloughing you. No, you just it's just not something you do. No. Just, no, not just not that week. Here we go. Oh, dickhead of the week. <laughs> Dickhead of the week. <laughs> That's a simple one. We're the dickheads of the week, taking 20 seconds to play a simple fucking video. <laughs> Change your caption on the screen. Dickhead of the week. 
Obviously, this section of the podcast, we choose who is our dickhead in the footballing world over the last seven days or so. As a cat, he was so eager and keen for that video supply. It was a pressure. I was fine until the cat started meowing, but as soon as I felt the pressure of the fourth member of the podcast, I was like, shit, I've got to get this video out quick. Dale, mate, it's your podcast section. So uh, we'll cut to you first, actually. Who's your dickhead of the week, mate? Um... It's not necessarily a person, but I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Josh's team in the in the mix for you. I just, I just say every time there was, there was a, there was a bit of, a bit of hope to get into Europe. There's that chance to get into Europe. It, they just, they just didn't deliver. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the the recent results and. You know, you get you get an away win at Arsenal, and then you lost at home to Villa. You win away at West Ham, and then you draw against Villa, and then lose to Sheffield United. It's it's that home form that's killed you. It really has. But and I think Carlo's come out and just said he was a bit embarrassed as well by the performance so uh, the weekend. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't. I, I didn't like to mention it, but I just, I just, I just, yeah. It was just so, a few times this season where you just had that chance to sort of get yourself in the mix a bit, whether it was fourth, you know, Europa League. It's you've just come a cropper at home against yeah. a sort of lower lower table team, and it's happened far too many times. I say Goodison Park's usually, you know, teams are scared to go there. They're gonna they're gonna be in for a game, um, and then obviously Carlos just he, he seems to have had enough this season. With the own form as well, with the comments he's come out with, so yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna have to throw Everton for in the mix this week for that. Fair shout, mate. I completely agree with you. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. That Josh, anyone to um, throw in there? Uh, yeah, like I said, um, great shout, Dale. Completely agree with that, mate. I, I'm embarrassed by it. Um, but it'd be boring if we had the same suggestions. So <laughs> I'm gonna also throw a team in the mix and that is on the European front it is Barcelona Football Club um, so first of all um, they drew nil-nil to Atletico Madrid now fair enough Atletico Madrid are another team pushing for the title no shame in drawing um, in an uneventful nil-nil fair play but they went one nil up against Celta Vigo uh, at the weekend uh, a team who are actually notoriously a bit of a bogey team for, for Barcelona. Um, mm. But they went 1-0 up. Um, Real Madrid were drawing at the time, 0-0. And uh, I believe that Atletico Madrid were also drawing 0-0 at the time when I looked at it. Now, it's ended up that Atletico Madrid have gone on to win. And... Um, you, know, you Forgive me, how, how did Real Madrid do? <laughs> I feel I like don't, Real I don't actually. I think Real Madrid won. You know, I think Madrid got a result in the end because it's just them. Yeah, they, yeah. they won one nil. Madrid won one yeah. nil, didn't they? Yeah, Real Madrid won one nil. Atletico Madrid have gone on to win it, and um, Barcelona somehow uh, even uh, they went down to ten men and they've been beat two one. Um, they're completely <laughs> out. Of the, they're completely out of the race now. I think there's only one game left of the season. They're yeah. about seven points behind the top spot. They're gone. It's been an appalling season for them where they've been knocked out of the Champions League easily by PSG. They've not won. I mean, they're lucky they won the Copa del Rey, but they only did that by the skin of their teeth in the semi-final 
where they came yeah. back from it on, on a second, a really good second leg against Sevilla. Uh, if it wasn't for that, it'd be a trophyless season, a season that's been, you know, we know that they're in debt by a billion pounds. Uh, they've changed their president because, well, their previous president got ousted out, I believe, and they've got somebody who's better now, this Laporte, um, in his second yeah, or third term. Um, Messi is in doubt for for remaining at, at Barcelona. Um, we just don't know what's happening for this team now, and the fact that the fans have got nothing to cheer about. Mm. It, that I personally, I think that that the team's just lost the spirit. That that everything that they stood for under Pep Guardiola and then Tito Villanova, um, they're just nowhere near that same squad anymore. They've lost countless. Legendary players, Xavi, Iniesta, uh, Danny Alves, Abidal. That's a special mention for Lee because I know he loves Abidal. Um, they're just, they're not. I used to love Barcelona. I still do have a place in my heart for Barcelona. They aren't the same team. I don't like Ronald Koeman at all. I don't like what he did at Everton Football Club. So that's, as a player, Ronald Koeman, brilliant. As a manager, tosser, absolute tosser. <laughs> and not, not a good manager, in my opinion. So, he needs chinning off. He need they need to get rid of him, one hundred percent, and they need to rebuild quickly because that I'd say nine out of eleven players on that team sheet every week now I don't even know absolute nobodies. So yeah, <laughs> I've ranted, but Barcelona Football Club, you are my nomination for dickheads of the week. <laughs> well, I mean, you look you look in the last week they've absolutely bottled it. You know yep. the last week's results: draw, draw, loss. Dreadful, mate. You know, right, at the biz- right, at the, right at the business end in a title season, you know. I mean, I'll, you know, fair, but a draw against Atletico Madrid, you know, you just said it there, Josh. You know, there was a couple points in it then, anyway. But a three-three draw and then a two-one home loss. Mm. He's come down, you know. They've got himself in a decent position, and they've come down to the last week or two, yeah. um, and just choked. All that that's, that's all it is. All that yeah, hard work in the last, work. you know. Nothing. Yeah. And and in all fairness, thinking back, when they played Atletico Madrid, I think they had two goals disallowed, like where the ball was in the back of the net and it was given offside on both, you know. both. So they actually went for it. So fair play. They were unlucky, but at least they had a go. So I, I forgive that result. Hmm. But like you said, Dale, the other results, I, I remember... Every week, week in, week out, Barcelona were winning and mm. smashing people 5 0, 6 0, 8 0. Like, and that's not even an over exaggeration. Yeah. They were actually pasting people yeah. like yeah. seven or eight years ago. And now they're lucky if they get a, a, a winter Huesca, you know. Yeah. <laughs> really, Huesca. You know what I mean? Oh, like, really bad teams. Yeah. Pretty sure I've had a, a cold glass of that at some point. A, a glass <laughs> of Huesca. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, you know they've they've played they've played uh, Levante there. They've gone two 0 up, drew the game three three. Yeah, they've gone one 0 up at home against Celta Vigo and got beat two one. So you like to say they've been in winning positions in these games and just not got the job done. Like the opposite, of United. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, and then just like fucking crumble. I, I, I'd like to think Barcelona are going to be better next season, though, because if, if you're being realistic, Aguero's on his way, which I know that's only a one or two season thing, but Aguero's on his way. Uh, Wijnaldum is probably going to Barcelona. Yeah. Memphis 
Memphis Depay is probably going to Barcelona. So they're probably going to be a lot more competitive. I know those players are aging and old. Depay is, you know, arguably in his prime now, as is Wijnaldum. But you'd like to think they'd be a bit more competitive. But they're all in similar positions. It's the same with Real Madrid. They're, they're just relying on old players. Like, how many more seasons are you going to get out of Benzema and Modric and Kroos? You've got to start building. You've got to start bleeding youth through. Otherwise, it, it's... It's going to be a very tricky next five or six seasons for the Giants over there. And you're going to see the likes of Sevilla and Atletico, you know, winning more and more titles and pushing Real Madrid and Barcelona down. I mean, could you imagine Real Madrid and Barcelona in a couple of seasons if you don't address this issue playing in the Europa League? Because you just can't get top four because you just don't have the power, player power to to go for it. Frightening thought. Mm-hmm. I've just uh, I had to double check on myself there to see how Barca did against Huesca because I didn't want to give Huesca a bit too much uh, respect there. Barca did actually beat them four one, so I was wrong there. So I'm the dickhead of the week. <laughs> but... Um, but in other seasons, in other seasons, it would have been four nil. So shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, Ibar, Elche, all these teams. They're giving them a run for the money these days, whereas they didn't used to, and that's the point. <laughs> yeah. They're not the team involved. Well, it, it's going to be a toss-up between Everton and Barcelona this week because my nomination is also Barcelona Football Club, but for an entirely, for an entirely different reason. And I'll get onto that in a second because I've got another nomination, and the other nomination is Lee Noble. So the, the reason why, a bit of context to this, I put in the group chat before, Harry Kane, <laughs> makes me laugh. Harry Kane's told Spurs he wants to leave. Wow. Kicking up a fuss. Wants to stay in the Premier League and wants it sorted before the Euros. Lee, just been reading. City, there's no way we're buying him. It'll be a man club, but not United. Oh, I wonder who that is then. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a man club, but not United. And then he's trying to like, oh, oh, stop, poor. It'll be a man club, but not United. Fucking hell, I wonder. A man club, but not United. Hmm. That's my first nomination. So, Lee, if you're watching, dickhead. <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. And my other nomination, and this one's for Danny, actually, because he'll agree with me 100%. I know you lads will as well, as uh, you and Lee as Barcelona stalwarts. Letting Luis Suarez go. And I know this is a very delayed nomination, but it seems more poignant now than ever with him scoring an 88th-minute winner the other day, which has practically handed the title to Atletico on a plate. All they need to do is win their last game now. Why Barcelona? Why did they let him go? 20 goals this season in La Liga in 31 games. Stupid, stupid decision. Mm, I don't know I think what you were thinking. Your, your dickhead that you're searching for there, uh, the grand schema of that transfer was Bartomeu, the previous yeah. president. Didn't like him, thought he was probably too old and passed it and got rid of him whilst he still could. And as you rightfully put, well, Barcelona's loss has been hugely Atletico Madrid's gain. That's my nomination. Shouldn't have let Luis Suarez go. Still a banging goal scorer. Silly, silly business. Also silly, one last shout out to Jay Legend. Danny Alves called up to the Brazil squad today. This weekend, 38 years old. Get the fuck out. 
Oh, mate. <laughs> Dani Alves' link-up play with Lionel Messi back in the day was out of this world. There, there was no better right-hand side than that. You make me salivate. <laughs> Dale, you've got probably the hardest decision of all time, Everton or Barcelona? <laughs> Go <on>, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Everton can't even win dickhead of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, oh yeah, God. just uh, obviously, you know, the last week's results, they bottled it, obviously, you know, the what you've just brought up there with Luis Suarez coming back to haunt them, shall we say, you know, he's just, he's just pretty much not not sealed the title, but, you know, they're, they're playing, what they play, what's the last fixture there, Atletico's? A relegation. No, just... a, re- a team that's already relegated away from home, so really? you'd like to think, you'd like to think yeah. that they're going to win that game. Madrid have got, is it Villarreal at home? Could be a not easy. One. Yeah. Could have been, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Barcelona have bottled it. Luis Suarez has just basically stuck the, the two fingers up at him and gone, right, I'm still going to win a title. Mm. Don't matter. <laughs> God. Atletico Madrid away to Valladolid. God. Yeah. You, you, if, if, if you're an Atletico Madrid fan or player or whatever, you, you're looking at that result and thinking, one hand's on that trophy already. We literally just need to keep keep possession of the ball and play that 90 minutes out. No bother. Yeah, don't even don't even risk it. Don't do anything risky. Just play the simple ball. Yeah, it, it, they've they've won that title. It's all wrapped up and stuff in it. So that is, it, there's nothing more you can say. In it. Real Madrid and Barcelona have had the chances. As bad as it's been this season, they've had the chances, and it, they just still couldn't do it. I don't know whether that's a mentality thing, a player thing, a management thing, at board level. They've both had problems, but here's what it is, and I'm happy for Atletico. It, it makes it more interesting that someone else is going to clinch the title this season. Yeah. So fair play. Um, Sorry sorry to just chip in with this before we uh, wrap up, but do you think Simeone might get tapped up after this? And would he consider moving after winning the league title? Do you know what I said said before about managers in their teams? Yeah. You think he's another one? I think Simeone's born for this team. The way... I think if he went anywhere else, I think he'd struggle to repeat because I've, I think the, the work ethic, what he demands of this team, you know, I think they set up a similar sort of four four two kind of formation, I think, but they, they're, they're, you know, they don't need the ball. They can let the Madrid's Barcelona have 70, 80% of possession. They work their asses off, mm. you know, staying compact, closing the spaces and stuff. Um, and what he demands of his players... I, I think he'd find that very difficult at a different club. I I think he's the absolute ideal man for Tottenham. I have to say it, I oh. do. I do. I just think Tottenham, notorious bottle jobs, notorious for just not, not being able to fight out and battle out results. And then you bring in someone like Simeone, who as a player was a grafter and as a manager is just gets the best out of players and really make makes them tough teams to beat real battlers, hard, hard players. If you took a manager like that over to Tottenham and turned the team into, you know, a force to be reckoned with, a team that really battles for everything, they could they could ultimately reach the potential that Tottenham Hotspur showed under Pochettino. I'm not saying the current squad, but 
it, he would be absolutely, for me, absolutely perfect for Tottenham. But do I think he'd go there if I was him? No. Yeah. Oh, ma <laughs> massive step down now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but money, money yeah. and London talks, doesn't it? But then in Madrid's. Obviously, Madrid is a beautiful city. It's much warmer there, so stay there, Simeone. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's probably on a fair few, you know, yeah. bit of dough there anyway. You know, yeah, he's, he's probably he's probably got the biggest contract there, maybe, you know, or, or top two, easy. Yeah. You know, Zidane's probably on a fair bit at Madrid as well, but, you know, that might be a Yeah, that might be a little topic for the boys on Wednesday yeah, night. I, I know Danny might yeah, want to talk about that. I'm not saying Diego Simeone is an Argentinian Sean Dyche, but if he does go to Spurs, <laughs> that, that Burnley versus Spurs game next season is going to be fucking wonderful. Two brick walls. <laughs> <laughs> Just stood right back, staring at the ball centre circle like, no, you get it, it's all right. <laughs> Chris, do you know what as well? If Simeone goes, would Harry Kane stay? There you go. We'll leave, that. We'll leave on that cliffhanger. Because yeah, no. that's that's a, that's a big managerial appointment. That so yeah, we'll we'll throw that one to Lee and Danny on Wednesday and see if they want to uh, get the teeth sunk into that. And we will be back on Wednesday. So bit of housekeeping before we sign off. If you've enjoyed tonight, thank you very much for sticking the course with us. We were meant to do this at sub hour, but the thing is, we all love each other that much and we love the game that much that we just end up chatting shit. So we've gone for an hour and 15 tonight. We've loved every single minute of it. Thank you if you stuck with us the entire time. Follow us on social media. We are 4M1T. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitch. And we are on Facebook. And we are also on YouTube. Just search for 4 Manx one topic Click subscribe. And every time we go live, you will know about it. Lads, anything you want to sign off with? No. Just be nice seeing you, boys. Mm. Yeah. Ben is cracking podcast. Been a cracking yeah. podcast. We sign off. Just two more things I need to sign off with. We'll sign off letting everyone know again about the format. If you weren't tuned into the beginning, um, we are now going to do two a week. So we will go in live on Monday night. We're going live on Wednesday night. Mondays will be hosted by yours truly, and Wednesdays will be hosted by Danny, who usually hosts the podcast. And then my good friends here, Dale and Josh, and then Lee will swap and change. So we'll all have different nights sort of one week by week basis so we'll keep it nice and fresh and occasionally we might have some special guests and stuff so we'll try and announce them at the start of the week so everyone can look forward to that so tune in on Wednesday night I believe it's going to be 9 o'clock that Danny and Lee and To Be Decided go live so tune in for that they will have all the up to date news and they'll be looking forward to this weekend's games as well and speaking of this weekend's games Josh, I know you're not around for it I know Dale's not Dale. I know Danny's not around for it but myself Dale and Lee will be joining forces with some other podcasts this weekend for what might be the biggest live watch along ever in football YouTube history. Here's a little trailer to wet the whistle. Immense. That was class. I was up for a trailer. I was up for a trailer. If that doesn't wet the whistle, I don't know what will. This Sunday at 3 p.m. across YouTube and social media, Ourselves, the Amateur Footballer, the Away Day Show, Lily White TV, the Football Dugout, Mad Sports Network and Two Up Top Football, as well as myself, Dale and Lee representing 4M1T. We will all be going live for a live watch along. We'll be covering one game each. It'll be like Soccer Saturday on steroids with beers 
and just better banter all around. It's going to be an absolutely cracking event. So tune in for that one this Sunday at 3 p.m. for the last game of the Premier, the last games of the Premier League season. It's going to be immense. We're looking forward to everyone tuning into that one. And that sizes off. That's pretty chunky podcast. That lads really, really enjoyed it. Yes. Cheers, mate. It's been great. Take care, guys. See you later. I'm going to play the outro now, and let's see how long this one takes to play. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Formanx One Toffee. And please follow us on social media at We Are 4M1T.